Right over there, you're gonna sit down over there. We're not in a rush or anything, yeah. just letting oh, you know. Good. I just wanna unpack that guitar. That's an acoustic guitar you got there, huh? Yeah, I have to tune it to an actual instrument though, because really? it's, uh, yeah, I was tuned to like super, super low. Really? Yeah, why not? Okay, it's your choice. Three strings, sound Daddy's choice. Microcord? It is. I guess so, I don't know what this is. You. Sounds great. Do you need it? Well, I don't have a. T I don't have a uh, sound for you here. Let's see. Maybe I can pull one up on a, with an, on an iPhone app. I'm sure there is a, an i uh, like just a YouTube video. Yeah, YouTube video. Actually, I have this. Whoa! So loud. Is it too loud? Way too loud. Okay, let's turn that down a little bit. Oh shit! Sorry. Jack Canori. Jack. What do you want? An E? Yeah. Okay. So many wires. Well. Oh, I have a, I have a thing on my phone. Really? Can you grab my phone? Hi, welcome to Live to Tape. This we're getting started here. Slow, slow but sure. I, I we, we may end up using this. I don't nice know. Nice mic choice. Well, I didn't choose these. This is Dustin. No, I'm, I'm saying nice mic choice. Yeah, these are great. You know about Neumanns, huh? I'm a huge Neumann fan. Makes marijuana legal is this the sound you yeah. guitar to? Prop 64. Can you, can you lower this a bit? Use in public. Permit sales is that in tune? Mm. Give me an E. It's an E. Where? Oh, this is actually in tune. Are you good now or what? Let me just... Tune relatively? Yeah. Everybody, hi, it's Johnny Pemberton. Um, it's Johnny Pemberton. Uh, well, you're listening to Live the Tape on the Feral Audio Network. It's, uh, it's a really great podcast. Uh, it's never not oh, this good. Isn't, this isn't uh, Twisting the Wind? No, it's not. You didn't know that? No, I didn't know that. No, it's not. It's no longer Twisting the Wind. Is this the same podcast with the new name, or is it... No, it's different. Uh, this podcast, there's no... I do, I do no editing whatsoever to this podcast. see your hands. You can play this if you want to. Oh, can, can I? Can I play yeah, them can, both? We can move it over to you. <laughs> How's it going, everyone? My name is David Dean Porter. Hey, da I'm here David. to gently rock. You're also known as uh, David Danny Porter by a lot of people. A lot of people call you Danny. David Danny Tanner by some people. I haven't seen you in like a month, have I? Oh, well, like six or seven no, months. No, we saw a movie together. What movie did we see recently? <laughs> We, like last summer, we saw. It wasn't last summer. Furious Seven. No, we saw that. That was a while ago. But we saw another movie more recently than that. I, I, I disagree. Yeah, no, you're. That's not true. I think you're thinking of any of the other DDPs in your. No, life. I remember specifically dropping off on Sunset and Gardner. Uh, I don't know why, why. Would you drop me off at Sunset and Gardner? I don't remember why. Hey, you're listening to. Let me just get. Let me, get, let me tell <laughs> people. What, God's just, name. Would you abandon me? The Sunset and Gardner. Strum a little bit. Just strum, strum a little bit. Hey, welcome to Twist and Nevermind. <laughs> hey, little darling. Done 
this on the podcast yet. You haven't used any uh, no, facts? I haven't done what I'm about to do, which is to say that uh, Johnny Pemberton is a live touring comedian, and if you want to see him live, go to his Twitter page. It's twitter.com slash Johnny Pemberton. Check out. He's also just at Johnny Pemberton. Check it out if you want to know where he is. This podcast is going to go up after he's already been in D.C. and Austin, but he's probably going to be somewhere. So you got to go check him out live. You got to do it, okay? Get into it. Find it out. Also, make sure you rate and review the podcast. Go on there on iTunes or wherever it is, which way you get at it, and rate and review it. Give it a good rating. If you want to give it a bad rating, you can, but you realize a bad rating only hurts you. It doesn't hurt me. And there's already a lot of good ones up there. Can I? So can you can I say play? Whatever you want. Can I play too? <laughs> yeah, you can play along. Let me just let me get this stuff out, Dave. Yeah, dude. Oh yeah, no, uh, I also, you got housekeeping. You, yeah, this is housekeeping. You want to get on and you want to donate to this podcast? You're like, I love this. I it's a it's a goddamn living shame that I'm getting this for free. I feel bad for my life. I feel bad for my babies. I feel bad for everything that I do for taking this podcast for free. What a what a special audio product this is. For for me, the listener, to be getting for goddamn free money. How much money does it cost? Free money. What you can do, you can rectify that easily by going to fairaudio.com and clicking on the Amazon portal and you buy to your heart's little sweet fuck content. You buy, you shop, baby. You shop, you shop, you cry, you cry. You buy a copy of Quickly Down Under on Blu-ray and SD DVD. Tom Selleck's famous movie where he plays a cowboy in Australia. Quickly Down Under, check it out. Go there and that we get a little kickback. I ain't asking for a kickback. I'll be a week back. Cole Keith quote from the album Lost in Space. Okay, so that's what we got to know. Rate and review. A shop on Amazon. Check out Pemberton's Twitter to find him live. He's a live performer. Very dynamic. Very mm. interesting. Very yeah. coveted. Get in on the ground floor. It's actually not the ground floor right now. It's more like the mezzanine. But it's going to be high floor soon because there's a lot of promotion. <laughs> <laughs> you wanted from the baby that you found out back yeah did you learn what the baby knew about reading maps this little baby knows about maps this little baby knows about maps and math how to calculate What's on the maps? This little baby counts the back 
bacteria in his intestine and multiplies them like one of those old little things with the beads on it where you move the beads back and forth. They call this baby Abacard because he's <laughs> riding on the Abacus bus. Abacus bus. The 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 Abacus bus. Ladies and gentlemen, for your listening pleasure, the Abacus bus as described in single letters. M L R S Q B F E R M Z T F L Q S ten seven Grash. Oh, Daddy, are the Grash mirrors coming back this year? We have to find a way out. Don't worry, son. I brought all of the Calarthians. Quick, lower the Calarthians into the milk pit. <laughs> Summon the fumes, my child. But, but Breathe da- the fumes. But, Daddy, Daddy, there's not enough beef barley to last the mega winter. Quiet, son. I'm communing with Aragoth. Oh, Aragoth? But what's Aragoth doing here? He doesn't understand we have enough beef falling left. Oh, Aragoth. Why would you do that, Dad? Dad, why would you do that? Bring me home, Aragoth. We are home. There's six stars from the moon that we can't even find anymore. What are you talking about? Oh, oh, Aragoth. Quiet. Hold on, son. Don't open the door. What are you doing with Aragoth, Daddy? Don't open the door. Don't don't open the door. I'm opening the door, Dad. I'm coming in. I swear to God, I'm coming in, Daddy. So you've tested the equipment. Do you yeah. want to start recording the podcast? Okay, now? And, and here we go. And record. Does this sound like an actual sort of like a? Remember when you used to have your hearing tested? I had my hearing tested last week. Ah! Uh, ah! Uh, ah! Uh, oh my God, that sounds terrible, doesn't uh, it? To anyone who was listening earlier, my microphone was was not where they wanted it to be. His microphone was not. Did you hear that right now? Yeah, it's a low rumble. It's called infrasound. It's It's not infrasound because I can hear it. I call everything infrasound that's low. I do. I call all all bass infrasound. Quiet, child. The infrasound is speaking to me. I say, are you back from whence you have come with the infrasound? I've brought back many infrasound beads to place around the Majesty's throat. Come, Majesty, <laughs> open wide thy throat and let the infrasound in. Okay. 
Pop it in. Pop in the infrasound. Let me begin. My name's a butter but I'm in my can. Yo, a cup of crack a lag. I'm coming back from Deep Space Nine with a heart attack, Jack. Science fiction rap snacks. <laughs> I feast on these rap snacks. I grow stronger by the day. I go, I go stronger by the day. Uh, I go stronger by the day. Oh, I go stronger by the day. I can't follow you, those are too major for me. I go stronger by the day. from talking this is an old timey jig on sci-fi planet 29 we want to do some national anthems i do want can you keep that same chord progression yeah yeah we'll come up with okay. some what's this national anthem for this is for um a national anthem for elderberry wine <laughs> <laughs> elderberry wine as as spoke about in corinthians verse 6 chapter 19 <laughs> And lo, the wine did upon the uh, burst forth in the grape of the times. For did they not say in Elysians 25:35? Yes, this is a meta reference inside Corinthians 24. I knew about the other epistles. I wrote them. I'm Paul. All of that's in there, by the way. There's a lot of him referencing himself and bragging. Yeah, he's always like, I uh, as I said in Romans. Yeah, that's right. I wrote Romans as well. Are you a Bible guy? <laughs> I'm. Yeah, I'm John Bible guy. You're a Bible guy. Welcome to. The Gospel of John. I like the Gospel of Mark. When will we see eye to eye? I don't know if Jesus knows that we feel this way about his story. Let's ask Jesus right now. Okay, hi. Hello. Hello, it's me, Jesus. It's me, Jesus the Nazarene. I am once and true the Nazarene, the Christ child. The baby boy birthed unto Mary. An immaculate. Birthed unto Mary. Birthed an immaculate conceptione. In the Italian desert. Immaculate conceptione. I also designed the Porsche and Ferrari cars. All of them. Muscle cars from Italy and Germany. Man. God is a man. He's definitely a man. I have a penis and a vagina. I've got everything that you need. I'm the Christ man. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm the a Christ, Christ man. man. I got everything you need in your life, man. If you need I'm one vagina, Christ. I'm the Christ. If you need two vaginas, I'm the Christ. If you need three vaginas, it's a discount. 
How many vaginas do you need? Uh, but back to that song we sang. I kind of want to revisit that a little Which bit. Which one? The, the, I like those. The Bible men. We are the Bible guys. We're just two Bible guys. We know every scripture, know every word. Go bath them together. If you want to know all about Deuteronomy. Tweet a new verse. Every day I tweet a recipe from the Bible. If you want to, you can taste all of the meats and the sweet treats. Oh, it's so pretty. I just taste the meats of God. For did God not create protonous extrusions <laughs> from the side of a beefled cow? Yes, the cow's been in beefled, and from its side flanks did fall. And so did uh, mucus, because the flanks were treated in a in a sort of a factory farm environment with antibiotics. There's pus in your milk, people. This is true. I can verify this as the Christ Man Holy Ghost God complex. George Clooney, what are you doing here? Well, I heard about some unrest in the troubled Middle East of the past, and I had a time travel machine invented by Elani Muskie, my good boy Elani Musk, and we figured out if I travel back in time, I can help the Christ man out himself, and I can do what you just said about making beef have an extra resonance to it. So when you listen to it, you can eat it, and vice versa. In fact, if you hear the beef tone emerge, everyone open your mouth. For those of you who don't realize you're listening to Welcome to Night Vale, no, this is uh, this is a thing that that is important for people to realize that uh, on, on in science right now they're creating edible sounds. We want you to turn up your FM radio. We want you to turn up your AM radio. Your digital satellite radio, turn up your iPods, turn up your iPhones, your Microsoft Zunes, turn up your TV, turn up your uh, sound bar, because uh, you're going to eat the following protein sounds. Let's hear first uh, a main course. Here we go. Okay, here we are. I'm serving up a, a main course of, uh, of audio protein. Here we go. It's going to be oscillated at a frequency of H.2649. <laughs> Nourishment. Delicious, Dad. I am delicious, Dad. I am delicious, Dad. I am delicious, Dad. And you and I are brothers. I am the brother, and you are the daddy. Together we are delicious. Just rolling around this wonderful. Last week on Delicious Dad. Hi, I'm Delicious Daddy and my diaper is full. <laughs> Hi everyone, I'm Delicious Daddy and Daddy's diaper is full. Come feast from the magnificence that is my diaper. I'm Daddy. I am brother and my diaper is empty. Please place your diaper on me and we shall split equally the waste products of this relationship. I shall share among all this which was given to me and to many for remembrance of the king life. I shall share daddy's diaper upon thine loins. Oh, those who long 
to join us in the diaper brotherhood can open up your mouths and let us in those who want to join us in the itself it's a tool inside itself that defines that which it is not because it's the thing that it wants to be it is truth the universal hey david yes would you say that diapers are a tool i would say the diapers are a tool of the government and an instrument of oppression uh used to control women's bodies I'm talking about baby diapers. Me too. Really? You see, in 1965, the baby diaper was created uh, as a way to bind women to the man. Really? You notice that diapers have two straps on either side? Uh, the ones that I'm familiar with, yeah, they have double one, strappers. One strap is for the patriarchy, and the other strap is for the matriarchy, and you only ever do up the one strap. I didn't realize that. That sounds like a real truth. I, do, I, can, get, I can get behind that. Yeah, you know, I, I, can get, I can get behind that. Can you? Yeah, can you? How, how, Michael, so, how do you Michael let me ask you a question. Uh, what? Yeah, ask me. Uh, Michael, I'm just curious... Now, last week you told me that I didn't have to study for the test right, because right, it would be right, stuff that we covered right, 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 in right. the previous class. But it actually covered most of the term. And I'm just wondering if you did that to intentionally screw with me or... Um... Dianetics. Oh, I'm getting a phone call, I think. You are? Oh, don't take it. Unless you want to take it. Can you hear the vibe? Is vibro... Yes, I hear it. Have you increased the vibro sensitivity past the threshold? (sighs) Who do you think it is? It's probably your agent. Oh, I probably got the part. probably got the part. Sorry, guys. I got the part. Hey, what was I'm going to be starring on Community now. Oh, really? It's back. Uh, sort of. What was it like being in Canada when you grew up? Um, Talk to me about it. It was nice. It was innocent. We, I had no idea how, how you know, I had no idea how it was in, in comparison to anything else because it was all I right. knew. You grew up in Toronto? I grew up in Toronto. I grew up in the West End of Toronto. Uh, you know, shout out to the West End Massive. What does that mean? <laughs> What does the West End mean in terms of, uh, other than geography? 
Uh, well, what the West End means is it's the superior. Yeah. We're like the elite. Okay, so it's like a it's a high end community. No, it's not necessarily more high end. High it's end. just it's uh, just that the people on the West Side are superior to the people on the East. Is it because they have a they get the sun for a longer period of time? Yeah, so we get the sun all the way from March until December, and the okay. sun only comes up on the East Side for part of July. Um, I think that this matters. is obviously due to the sale, yeah. the big sale that they put up at the Eaton Center. Um, oh, I've been to the Eaton Center. Yeah, did you see the giant sale? Well, I think they, they, I think at the Eaton Center, there's always one sale going on somewhere. At the Eaton, bro, the you're Eaton that's a pun. No, I mean that. Uh, I mean like there's probably I mean a vast <clears throat> sale, like so, a cloth. But isn't oh a sale? You mean like a, a large what, yeah, a like wind a, catching device? Yeah, if you want to call it that. I mean, I just call it a sale. Um, growing up in Canada was lots of fun. Uh, you know, I went to high school in Canada. I right. had my first kiss in Canada. Right. Um, this kiss, this kiss, David's Dinning Porterville. We take you there. <laughs> and now we take you there. And now we're taking you to David's first, first kiss, kiss in Toronto, Ontario. Give me your mouth, woman, or I shall die. That's <laughs> what you said. Were you yeah. desperate? Yeah, I were you desperate out. for a kiss? I grabbed her lips and said, give me your mouth, woman. I grabbed her lips. And then she said, I concur. I concur. Let's get some of that fur. A Canadian kiss is weird. You have an American kiss, yeah, which is when you put your bums together. And then there's a French kiss where you put your tongues together. Right. The Canadian kiss is pressing your naked eyeballs directly really? onto each other and then looking quickly back and forth in different directions wow. so that the pupils rub. So it's like a friction against the eyeball. That seems like it'd be really pleasurable because there's like that viscosity on the, yeah. the ball that's wet. Mm -hmm. So it's sort of like... Um, I can see that being... Because of the third tier. I don't know if it's... How do you get eyeball to eyeball, though? I think I would have physical de difficulty, like, just the... the, <laughs> the physical debts. The mechanics of that. I would have to pay that. my physical debts if I wanted to do that. Pay my physical debts? Um, check out these physical dat tapes. Uh, <laughs> some early tracks by Springsteen. Do you have any dat tapes? Did you have any dat tapes? I don't have any dat. I had a, I had a four-track recorder, uh, like a tape-style okay. Yamaha thing. Yeah, you're like a four-tracker, right? Yeah, I'm a huge four-tracker. You were, right, back in the day? I was you a big four-tracker, a huge four-tracker back in the day. You're an indie guy. I took a lot of tracks, um, and I would you know, multiply by four a lot of the time. Okay. I'm a big indie guy. I had a Yamaha. I'm not going to lie. And, um, you know, whatever. Had a Yamaha. And I recorded a lot of songs in my bedroom. Mm -hmm. And I thought that I was going to be a rock star. Like and John I, Vanderslice? <clears throat> Remember John lot, Vanderslice? Well, maybe more like uh, Matthew Good. Oh, Matthew... I don't know Matthew Good. No, Matthew Sweet. Matthew Sweet. There's two. There's a Matthew Good in Canada. Am I right? Did Matthew Sweet pass away? Um, he's been trying for many years. Uh, he might have. I Sorry if Matthew oh, Sweet's God. family is listening. <laughs> Sorry, Matt. I feel like I heard some bad news about... Maybe Dustin knows. Does Dustin know? Dustin would know. Um, Matthew <laughs> Sweet. What's his, what's his current status? Does he live or does he die? Okay. Oh, God. If someone else died. I guess I must have thought it was Matthew Sweet. I feel like such an asshole now. Uh, Matthew Good has bipolar disorder. That's a different Matthew really? you're not familiar with. I'm not familiar with him. No, he's Canada's bipolar disorder musician. Okay. Um, so he's like Canada's uh, Daniel uh, Daniel Day-Lewis. Daniel yes. Day-Lewis. <laughs> he's Canada's Daniel Day-Lewis. Day -Lewis. Um, it's interesting. Yeah, anyway, so then that, what else I do in Canada? 
Um, I thought I was going to be a musician, a rock star. Right. But you're a great musician. Um, well, I mean, I'm the best melody writer I know. Okay. <laughs> but <laughs> listen, like a, listen, like a pressure on that clap. Sounds nice. Oh, it's it? good. Yeah. Yeah. No peaking. No peaking. But um, no peaking, granddad. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I love that voice you do. What is that voice? Is it like a, uh, is it like the fifth Beatle? I do. I mean, I do a lot of English accents from the north. That that was kind of a Liverpool thing. Can I pimp you out right now? Um, Make you do something. Do you know that the me? etiquette in improv now is not to call it pimping? It's not. Are you no. serious? Yeah, I think they call it engaging or something. Because uh, pimping is is uh, sexist and it's sort of like uh, has a patriarchal power relationship between a pimp and like a I prostitute. guess if you just see, this is where you and I always get into fun conversations. Is the something that I don't think hardly anything about is that you have uh, you fully. Uh, what do you say? You fully unpacked it to yeah. the point where, like, wow, I guess that's the truth, but also I didn't it didn't even cross my mind right. saying it because it's like to well, me, it's like when people say something is lame, yeah. how that's ableist because someone that can't walk is uncool. Oh my see god! What I mean? But so, see, but I don't even think of when I say lame, I don't even think it has anything to do. To me, that's a synonym. Like the not walking thing is a synonym for lame it's not the same thing yeah even though, it, even though that's what it comes Trey from Trey Parker and Matt Stone have made this argument for why you should be able to use uh, homophobic slurs right being like I don't want to say it. Yeah, <laughs> I don't want to say know. the argument it's an old thing but being yeah. like that's not what it means it means dumb shitty or, or garbagey and you're yeah. like yeah but that it, it takes that it's, that is an abstraction from its direct it meaning which is that other thing but what about the nature, the fluid nature and changing nature of language? That's the nature of the language. So I can't that's say... that's the nature of the speech. I can't say pimp out anymore. I think you can... Uh, it gets in, the point in, across so in fast. Our, in our context, you can, yeah. because I'm old. I'm old enough to, to be... To understand it. I have this, I have this rule. This is going to be controversial. It will probably lose not, me half my Twitter followers, but I believe that there's an age cutoff that as as uh, like social understanding progresses, people below a certain age will right. adopt that easily and comprehend it easily, but there's a point at which you, your brain can hear it and can sort of understand it, but will never be a native to that idea. Like if you're 15 right now, right. you're a native to many very progressive socially uh, socially right. progressive ideas. So I think you have to like cut people slack the older they are. Yeah, I agree. And you just have to be like. Whatever. When he was my age, that was the most progressive position. Right, right. So that's pretty good that he holds that position rather than the most regressive position from. Him Why do you think that's age. controversial, though? I don't think that is at all. Because I think that um, I think that everyone believes that everyone older than them should catch up to where they are. I don't think that's true. I think most people do. I at think, least I think at the least, vocal I think vocal in, people in, do. The vocal people do. I think a big part of like call out culture is to say this eighty year old man isn't yeah. doesn't have the same opinion uh, about gay marriage that I do. Right. What an asshole. I'm like, you know what? But he's eighty. He's you gotta cut him some slack. Yeah, you, do. you can't you can't colonize the nineteen fifties in retrospect with 2000 yeah. teens ideas and it's also something where I, I always think I of consider it as an a old kind of operas. colonialism by the way okay to, to try and colonize the past with the contemporary Ooh. morals to be like 
if you if you know because if it was a different country you would be like well that in that other country they have these other kinds right. of beliefs and you know from where that person is it's actually a pretty progressive belief but when right. we talk about chronologically we're like no that person must act as though they were a teenager now yeah i never thought about that that's that's interesting point uh, like mental colonization Cultural and mentally colonized. Those chords just sound really pretty. Mentally colonize me with your love. Mentally colonize me with your love. Mentally colonize me with your love. so close. Do it again. Just do it again. No, I'm, I'm intentionally singing that. That's what I wanted. That's the chord I was looking for. Okay, I'm going to reset it for do you. you. Know, do you know the band That Dog? Yes. Yes, I know about that band. Okay, first of all, you're you're a, a talented man. In his, in, I so. can I say you're in your thirties? Yeah, you can say I'm thirty-five. Whoa, wait a minute. Back LDL. up. I'm LDL. thirty-six. Cool. Same age. <clears throat> Same age, basically. Do you consider yourself a millennial or not? No, no, I'm definitely a Gen X. Okay. I mean, but, cr like legally. Right, but you're on the border. I was born in the seventies. Have you ever thought about? Uh, writing a book called The Last Gen Xer? You know, oddly enough, I do, not on stage, but off stage, talk a lot about being Gen X. Because yeah. I think, first of all, I think cohort theory is stupid. What is that? <clears throat> it's, well, that whole generation thing, like there's Gen X, there's baby boomers, yeah. there's whatever, as though, oh, baby boomers believe more in self-starting, and people who were born in 1983 on believe that their parents should, you know, like that whole kind of thing is crazy. I'm sorry, I was trying to make something something that would go with that, but I'm not very good at keyboards. But so, do you think that? Well, yeah, obviously, generational stuff doesn't. It's it's, just, it's not a blanket, right? It's used that way. But I do it think is. millennials are garbage. <laughs> um, <laughs> what a Gen X thing to say! They're soft garbage. Millennials are garbage. I mean, uh, I do, I do think this. I think that definitely in contemporary, especially American society, there bastard. is a social requirement to love everything as hard as you can all the time. Yeah, and I maybe. think people who are like people who express any. Any kind of dislike for for any of the things adopted by everyone is the best. Like Guardians of the Galaxy is just objectively a bad movie. It sucks. But if you say that, you'll pay a social. Cost. You really think so? Yeah. I watch it on the airplane. Even people now. who don't like it will still be like, "Don't you can't say shut up. You're gonna get us in trouble." You know. I didn't think it was bad. I really no, didn't. It's really bad. What's bad about it? The the color. I was talking about visually, it's not very... I, I, it's I think probably, it was really badly color-corrected. It's probably not very pretty in terms <laughs> it's a of... a really badly color-corrected movie. Well, do you oh, need anything to drink, by the way? I entertain myself. Do you need anything to drink? Um, oh, well, we all do at some point. But Do you want anything right now? No, I'm okay. good. Yeah. Just say the word and you shall be healed. <clears throat> Just say the word and you shall be healed. What was by the thing? Morgan Michael McHenry. <laughs> Morgan Michael McHenry, yeah. What are you... I'm trying to see what you're playing there. Oh. 
Just, just a little bit, just a tiny bit uh, more juice on the spice maker over there. Do you want more uh, reverb juice, or you want more effect? I want more fatness. Um, fat, so you want something like this? Yeah, I want to have. Well, not quite that much. Give me, give me a little. Do you want pitch, or do you want format? Are you doing? You're doing. Uh, no, not, yes. you want that? My lord, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I know how to play this game. Mother marijuana by Morgan Michael McHenry. <laughs> Mother marijuana and me. That's I'm such a like you, you don't know, but that's such a like 1970s Canada folk musician. Name. It is. It Morgan is. Michael McHenry with the old the old lake troubles. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, the old lake troubles. That is gonna be with me till I die. That idea. The No, it sounds familiar. Is that a real guy? Stop it. Ah, soon Stomping Tom Connors will be amongst you, and then you will feast on the blood of the darkness. Stomping Tom Connors and the Old Lake Troubles, you're next. Stomping Tom, you have, give me my normal voice back. Stomping Tom Connors is uh, is a Canadian like folk guy whose songs are like he has a bunch of hits. One of them is. Uh, the good old hockey game. Oh my fucking god! <laughs> it's like the good old hockey game. It's the best game you can name. <laughs> stomping and, uh, Tom Connors. Stomping and Tom the, Connors. And the good old, and the good old hockey, hockey game. game. And he he has the a bunch old. of stuff like uh, Big Canuck and Buck the Chuck and whatever kind of stomping stuff. Stomping Tom Connors. But uh, I used to do I used to do this okay. thing with my friend called uh, Peanut Butter Boys. Right. Which was a generic name. We did a different sketch troupe every month at the show. Butter that Boys. was a, f- a food 
Hartnett-based sketch troupe. Okay. James Hartnett, very funny comedian. James Hart, very funny. Hartnett. Hartnett, Hartnett. Yeah, and uh, one of the things we did was uh, a milk-based sketch troupe where I was a, a, a milky man who <laughs> emerged from a bunch of old rotten milk. <laughs> and uh, I had a song which was in the style of Stomping Tom Connors. Okay. I'm trying to remember, I don't know what key it's in. Ontario, 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 Ontario. But it was like, Ontario, 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 Ontario. Is that all it is? <laughs> Not a lot of phlegm in my throat there. That's all it is. For, and I then like everyone that. steps in and they stomp their feet. One, two, three, four. Ontario, 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 Kingston, London, Ontario. Is there? You're from, uh, from Minneapolis. Minnesota. Johnny's from Minneapolis, from Rochester, Minnesota. Okay, let's do. Let's do two new people okay, doing a different podcast. Okay. Uh, let me get some transition music first. <laughs> you love the arpeggio. I love it. Do you know? Yeah. Well, we'll. Willing to tell the truth about psionic technology. Ladies and gentlemen, with me in the house, which is what I call my recording studio, not because it's in my house, but because it is like a house to the truth. Jackwell Dunderfield. Jackwell comes to us from the Administrative Institute of Delarian, and he wants to talk to us today about a psionic technology being used by the uh, agribusinesses to create mind corn. Yeah, I would like to talk about mind corn and how this is affecting people throughout, uh, I mean, throughout uh, Base 710. It's something where mind corn is being harvested over properly by Dugan extractors that leave nothing left. So this, can I, hold on, let me just take a call. Okay. Uh, hello, uh, you're, you're on with us in the house. Interesting, I agree. Uh, how do you, re no, wait your turn. How do you respond to that tonal human? Well, I think that he has on, he's on to something there because the vehicles that are delivering these to the extracting sites are using a different fuel themselves, which is ironic because we're trying to get off of uh, Barmesian fuel yeah. because it's unsustainable yeah. and causes a... Uh, it causes a well, it causes a clog when you have these yeah. these corn farmers yeah. who are they're trying to extract. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Those. Right. So the indicative tones tell us now that it is seven units and fifteen. 
Oh, that's the triumphant tone. Wow. So <clears throat> let us say our our gift giving to the keeper today. Uh, and giving us the gift giving is our good friend, uh, Terry McAvoy. Terry McAvoy from um, uh, Rochester, Minnesota. Hello, this is Terry McAvoy. And the gift giving is something that I find to be quite interesting and special in my life. Giving the gifts, receiving the gifts, is of and itself the same. Good. To give is to take, and to take is to giveth, and to taketh away is to giveth the way in which it was taken. These gifts of corn and beef barley from asunder with under the mountaintop shine raster is all we can stand to move forward in this life. Great. Now if you wouldn't mind playing the Thanksgiving tone. Perfect. We are now back. It is the top of the hour. Traffic and weather together in 15. But first, let's okay. hear one of the new songs from the Mage's Temple. Oh, okay, uh, then I can get back talking about corn extractors. Okay. Riding around my automobile. <laughs> <laughs> given me everything you have reminded me what it is to be human in this technocratic society in which uh, most people marry a wire they marry wires here so thank you for that gift of humor and the risible nature of your personality has really rubbed off on me and given me a new lease on on life and i just want to say i'm quitting the podcast that was the final moment that b broke me out of my funk so, uh, you get to take over now, and I'm, I'm just gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm heading out. You're gonna lay uh, back, okay. Yeah, so, um, yeah, yeah, the keys are over there okay, in the podcast, okay. and yeah. okay, I'm gonna turn a lot on, of turn, us are uh, meeting on, at okay, uh, Hannigan's after. If you want to get a drink, we're gonna be meeting at Hannigan's. Meeting at Hannigan's? We're meeting at Hannigan's at 6. I don't like Hannigan's. But they have poppers. Yeah, but they have a, their bathroom stall. The dog door doesn't lock. The dog door? Dude. There's no dog door in the No, the door, the door in the bathroom doesn't lock. All right, hold on. Let me, first of all, this is to the good fine people of the cylinder. The um, Hannigan's bathroom door does lock. Uh, I was there last night, and we, we have gotten a number of complaints that every time you're on the show, you insult Hannigan's, you disparage Hannigan's, and they suffer for that. Their business to be considered. I don't care about goddamn Hannigan's. Well, maybe Hannigan's cares about you. Have you ever thought about that? Have you ever thought about that? I haven't thought of it. I tell you what I have thought about. What have you thought about? I thought about going to a different pub after my work. Oh, yeah? I thought about watching that movie, The Vitch, the double V. But actually, it's just a W. Oh, yeah? They made it seem like it's two Vs, but I thought about well, going to a different place and watching you know, it. You know, when Paul and I first started The Beatles, a lot of us thought it was never going to last. But you know what happened then? was the Beatles became perpetual and we didn't even have to be part of them anymore. They just lasted forever and ever and ever. Did you think that we're long enough to go?
Scene of the area. There's a known mannequin. Forget about these clowns. There's a known mannequin. <laughs> laying among the men. I love the idea that the next trend is going to be mannequins terrifying people. Let's try it again. Let's try it one more time. Hit me, hit me that track. There's, forget about these clowns. There's a known mannequin. Let's do more. Let's do. Let's do accents. What accents wanna, can you do? I want to know about. We are about to say. You're about what to ask about? me something about my. We we're talking about PC stuff, and then you were saying like, "Oh, so you're about this age." Oh yeah. I. Oh uh, yeah. By the way, just oh, the to be perfectly clear, I'm yeah. not one of these uh, political correctness gone wrong. If that's in any way how it came across. No, I'm, I don't think at all. I was no, just, yeah. I just, just. We're just talking about it. Yeah. It's it's the it's the also, sort of like cut off. <laughs> like if you're older than eighty, right? You can say anything you want, right? Because our tastes, are st- our thoughts have changed so significantly since then that it's almost just like write those people off. They'll die soon. Don't even bother getting outraged. 
if you're over 50, you know, that's when you start being like, you know, you could moderate yourself a little bit better. If you're over 35, so you and I, yeah. I think we have some leeway. We should be given some leeway. There's going to be stuff that pops out where we're like, yeah, but in 1994, that didn't sound bad. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? When I was a kid learning how to sound not bad. And then, you know, correct us, but don't get mad at us. Maybe the pendulum will swing, though. Maybe the pendulum will swing and the N-word will be the only word left in the English language. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's the furthest it could swing. <laughs> oh, man. It gets used quite a bit in uh, a lot of lyrics, a lot of songs. Yeah, quite Bruce Springsteen's new album, I think, has three tracks serious? that just, it's like almost nothing but. <clears throat> uh, I have a question, though. What's your question? What do you think about energy? Talking about energy, David. I think energy is is a very loose concept that binds a lot of different concepts together. There's hard energy, soft energy, moist energy. Round energy and hard energy again, and I think that what energy challenges us to do is to question everything. What do you know and the I, most about? Uh, I probably know the most about uh, spiraled energy, energy in vortices and spirals, helix or helical energies. Um, a lot of energies want to go straight. They will go straight until acted upon by an energy of an equal and opposite uh, persuasion. Whereas helical energies, they dodge, they deke, they have no interest in your gender norms, they have no interest in your societal uh, definitions, which by the very concept of definition produce limitations and limits upon the energy. The energy wants to live and breathe and become itself through a spinning, an ever-spinning motion. And I think that's probably one of the best metaphors I've ever heard to describe jazz music. The pulsating jazz... What else do you know a lot about? I know an enormous... Actually, okay, this is... You do know a lot about stuff. I know a lot about stuff. I wanted to... I think I'm thinking of doing a podcast called as far as I know, where people ask me questions, and without researching, I answer them as best as I know, and I could be completely wrong. Can we do a dry run of it right now? Yes. Okay. Um, Fact checkers at the ready. (laughs) Uh, Facts be damned. We can call call them facts facts be damned. damned. But with an X, because we won't let you fax in questions. You may not (laughs) fax in a question. Try as you might. What do you think about the current use and continual use of petroleum-based energy? See, this is an opinion question, as opposed to like a a Quora-type fact-based historical question. Uh, How much longer will we be driving cars that use gasoline? 30 years. You think so? 30, 30 to 50 years. Okay. And yeah. what, what, are they going to be supplanted by something? Is it going to be an electric, all-electric fleet? What do you think? I think in different parts of the world, different solutions will occur. I think some, some will focus on developing local environments so that you don't have to go 
long distances, right? You just wouldn't. It just wouldn't make sense. I mean, localization. Yeah. So like, like, like the past, how like, things used to be more local. Yeah. Like you know how there are farmers markets. Okay. Right. Here's a big thing. I live in Los Angeles, California, Hollywood, California, yes. home of dreams, home of the silver screen, and it is the least localized, local-based city I've ever lived in. Right. Uh, you have to. You have to go very far to get a lot of very basic things. It's true. Toronto is is basically broken up into like little villages, neighborhoods. And every neighborhood has everything you need within a five-minute walk. But where you live, you can get to everything. You can get to a grocery store. You can get two grocery stores. Yeah, but I can't get to Los Feliz. What do you mean? But that's a different village. What do you... What? Let's just say... No, yeah, I can't. Where I, where I'm lucky, but there are right. large parts of, of like L.A. where you have to travel there, to, there to are. do stuff. Um, yeah, so localization will be a big thing. I think uh, if... Uh, when I was in, I went to Greece recently, and I met a guy who ran escape rooms, and he was like... You mean like those those yeah. things that non-people who don't drink do? Yeah. Yeah. That's fucking... <laughs> damn straight. It's true, though. Yeah, I don't drink, it's no, so it's I It's no knock that. against people, but typically yeah. only people who do escape rooms are people who don't drink alcohol. So he ran uh, he ran, ran escape rooms as a hobby with some friends. He right. worked for NATO. He was an engineer who worked for NATO. Still works for NATO. Designing escape rooms for refugees? Yeah. <laughs> If you can practice. get out of this, if you can get out of this room, you got amnesty. Yeah. <laughs> you have one hour. This is based on the television show Hannibal on NBC. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, anyway, oh, it's so mean, but so funny. <laughs> god, could you imagine that? Some poor Syrian refugees like, oh, uh, I, I have not Hannibal. seen. Yeah, I it's not. Uh, <laughs> Is that what escape rooms are? They're based on like pop culture well, stuff. I, saw, I mean, some of them are just based on like you know you have to beat a spy who's hidden like the identity of whatever. Okay. But uh, some of them, yeah, are like this one's based on Pirates of the Caribbean. Or okay. Um, but, so this uh, guy worked for NATO. So he was saying how, in the pipeline, technologically speaking. There is, you know, there's 3D printing. Yeah. So they're working on on an atomic level 3D printing. Right. And the he's like the first hurdle is getting atoms to stand still enough to to bind two atoms together. Enough is the great word. In that. Yeah. Enough. Because because they they move a lot. They can't yeah. ever really be still. Right. So you if you want to attach atoms together in a in essentially a, a printer. Right. That could print anything. You need to be able to like chill them down to basically absolute right. zero, or whatever. So he was saying, um, but this is something they're working on, and there have been some breakthroughs recently. But once this happens, let's mm -hmm. say in the next twenty years, right. you could just throw rocks into this printer and get gold out the other side, right. or food, or anything. anything. So he was like, this if when that happens, either humanity will destroy itself or it will end all world hunger but so I'm, so okay. in terms of needing cars or fuel or any of those things if we have no, unlimited abundance everywhere travel would just be for fun okay and uh and i'm sure there would be an environmentally way but i have a bigger, I have a bigger question about this okay so let's mm. just say say this is possible uh, where where does the energy come from, and what about the law, the law of the conservation of energy, and the law? Go That's, on, law of conservation of energy. Right, because it's not destroyed, it's not created or destroyed, and same with matter. 
You know, I have a song about that. I, re- I actually really do, but it's about how love is never destroyed, it just changes forms. Okay. Um, yeah, so the, there's nothing that breaks the law of conservation of energy with this. Right. Does it require energy input? It does but, require energy input, right? So then he, said, he said there are two technologies that will either save or destroy humanity. Right. And NATO is has contingency plans for these. Okay. One of them is uh, fusion energy. Right, but that's, the, uh, that's being worked on actively. That, that may be something in our lifetime. We'll see. Both of them are being worked on actively. Yeah. Both, both of that, fusion energy and then uh, 3D printing on the atomic level right. are both being worked on. I feel like they're actively. codependent, aren't they? And to some extent, they probably would, one would help the other and, and likewise. If one could supply unlimited energy and the other one could supply unlimited material wealth, then... It's sort of one and the same. Yeah, because energy then comes basic from the income would be a requirement. But uh, I still don't understand. This is the thing that I. This is my hitch on all this stuff. Always, is that these are things that. <laughs> so funny. You're, it's like what what a great way to undercut anything someone says is play like a '90s uh, play a riff from a, a very popular number one hit from 20 years ago. <laughs> my god <laughs> what Go about on. energy david what about where I does think, it come from where does it go where does it come from? <laughs> oh joke. my god um uh, energy uh, i mean what do you mean where does it come from well you have to have a lot of energy for that kind of thing oh you mean specifically to yeah, specifically to, to, yeah to well see this like is what i mean this is you need uh, first that's what you need is a Unlimited energy source. But that's fusion the thing, could no do that, but the odds of fusion ever working are zero. You, you heard so? it here. You heard it here first. <laughs> Trump's gonna win. Fusion energy never gonna happen. He's, not gonna, he's gonna win. Do you know when this podcast? You're crazy. Com- if you think he's not gonna win, this this podcast will have. Come, he's president right now. This podcast will come out after he's the election. Won. So he's already the president. We should not even talk about it. Uh, I oh, want, you don't want people knowing these are recorded in advance? No, I don't. Not, I don't want that. I just, I, I don't want it to be something that we're just. You know what I mean? It's like, like talking about your horse race you lost on. Right. Is this the real life? Is this just fantasy? Caught in a landslide, no, no. escape from reality. This is so funny. This is about as postmodern as anything has ever been in the history of time. Hey, when is this coming out? Probably about a month. Oh. Why? Okay, I was going to say something, but it won't have happened yet. But I can't talk about it until after it happens. What is it, David? Tell me. Key of E as your default key. Is this E? No, it's a D, right? Is that a D? I don't know. Yeah, okay. Okay, E. Is this E? That's C. Okay, pick the key of C. Pick a default key, because then whenever we jam, I can pick it up. Okay, I'll pick E. Is this E? I want to do E. I want to do E. I like E. I like E a lot. Is this E? Have you ever done ecstasy? Have you ever taken MDMA ecstasy? I'll never take it again. It's not a good drug, I think. For you or for Oh, for me. I find it to be not good. I took ecstasy in university a lot. You did? I loved it. Okay, what keys? Is this E? Tell me. Here, put me in E on the board. What do you mean? Put me in E? 
I can't. How do we do that? Put me in. Put me in. Dip what? me. Okay. Hey, wait, first, thank this? you. Thank you for dipping me. Can I have E, please? Give me yeah, an E. Yeah, this is an E. It's up, up. There it is. Place me in E. Beautiful. Great. You okay. know, if you want to put it in C, then all the white keys. That's all you need Which to know. Which one's C? Is this C? Yes. And then all those white keys are in the key of C. C major. That's middle C. Here's a tritone. Material wealth is a thing of the past. And the love of a child and the kiss of a dad. That was really pretty, David. I know. Well, I have this gift. Oh, there's a lot of motion out there. Motion city. Oh, just motion, gentle motions, rocking motions. It is 3.50 a.m. Uh, we're bringing home the night. Okay, we're bringing home the night, but I want to know... Oh, you want to learn I want to know. I still, I still think that this whole thing of free, free energy, I don't think it's possible. Well, the universe is full of energy. I mean, it's jam-packed. I know, there's, but there's, energy. Let me there's put a difference it this between way. being a lot of abundance nowhere, and freedom. There's no, well, Free what, and abundance what is the thing different. which provides the greatest freedom? <clears throat> abundance. Surplus. Surplus, right? Yeah. Right. So, uh, countries that have the greatest surplus have the greatest freedom. For instance, America produces the most surplus and therefore is the freest, most brave, passionate nation Yes. Since the dawn of recorded time in uh, around 3500 BC in Sumeria, interestingly enough, uh, you know, I've heard people say that uh, the alphabet's the greatest invention of all time, but I have to give it to cuneiform. What's that? Cuneiform is a kind of writing system uh, evolved from early Sumerian pictographs. Uh, it's, it's called cuneiform because it's based on these little wedge shapes. I always thought it was cuneiform. It's cuneiform. Cuneiform. You okay. can say cuneiform, but you'd, you'd get it. laughed at in uh, 
in a Wendy's it, parking lot. Or, or, or maybe <laughs> like, university. You get summoned to a Wendy's parking lot to be mocked okay, and so derided. Cuneiform, talk more about it. Cuneiform is, uh, well, first of all, as a writing support, Cuneiform uses mud, clay, balls that you pick up from the ground you pack like a pizza dough and then you take a read and i'm not you see okay. this sounds like one of it my flights like of fancy it does sound it's like real. It. you take a reed that is yeah. triangular shaped you punch little uh, shapes into the thing and then scrape so you get these like wedges oh. with these little sticks right so you're writing like this oh interesting and uh and uh, it was the basis for uh, it was uh, wrote down Sumerian, Elamite, Akkadian, both Babylonian and Assyrian dialects, okay. other uh, Eastern Semitic languages. It was adapted by the Hittites, the uh, Ugarites from uh, Ugarit in Syria. Okay. Who developed the first abjad based on it. What's an, an abjad? An abjad is a writing system that has a consonant but no vowel. Uh, uh, marks or pictures. Okay. So, like the uh, Hebrew alphabet is not an alphabet; it's an abjad. Okay. Whereas the Greek alphabet, their great invention was writing down vowels. I, I guess I understand that. What uh, a language without vowels seems sort of impossible. Because there aren't vowels. The language has vowels, but the writing system oh, okay. doesn't. Okay, so you don't need it. But I guess to me, it's hard for me to separate in my mind the difference between the spoken and written. Because to me, it's ver it's so it's the same thing. To some extent. Well, because we view language as recorded sound. We view writing as recording sound. But yeah. then at the same time, you know that in, in English, uh, what we record is not representative of the sound at all. Right. Through is spelt T-R-O-U-G-H. Right. So it's clearly not representative of the sound through. Right. Um, also, because America's... Uh, Inland North uh, dialect is changing so rapidly and so severely, almost none of what is written represents the way people speak mm -hmm. across from like Buffalo to Minneapolis. Okay. Down to like Cleveland. That whole area around the Great Lakes is like the way people speak is, is you, you can hear, I mean, you, if you know what to listen for, you can pinpoint someone, oh, you're from that region. Yeah, you can tell where they're from. Because they'll say the word boss instead of bus and kit instead of cat. And right. so, like the vowels just don't make any sense but anymore. But that's just, that's just dialect though. That's but it's, just. It's accent. Accent. Not dialect. Sorry, sorry. I said dialect, I'm responsible. But it's, uh, the accent is changing so rapidly that now the, the vowels are, are, are like, all of the vowels are now wrong in writing. Right, because they can be any vowel. It's almost like it's all interchangeable. But, okay, isn't cuneiform, isn't, wasn't also used by computers? Isn't it a, a type of computer? It's not a computer language? I thought for real that it was some sort of a... That's so insane. What? That's insane. I mean, just... I don't know anything like, about this, David. A computer uh, understanding, like, programming it in cuneiform is... Uh, I mean, for anyone out there who studied Assyriology, you're laughing your ass off. <laughs> <laughs> All those three quarters of an actual living person. Yeah. Uh, do you want to... You wanna, if we want to talk seriously, you can crank my, my voice into the more normal regions. Because then we can this like I just find this I find it incredibly fascinating. I'm which like, I specifically? Oh, cuneiform. Yeah, I don't know anything about this. Well, yeah, I don't com know computers. About cuneiform. I, I'm probably getting this a little bit wrong, but computer okay. computer languages 
None of them are, are in a, a specific language. But I thought that maybe there was some sort of... Because in my mind, when you were talking about the mud and the sticks, yeah. it makes me think about like a, a player piano, right? Which, if you think about it, is probably one of the well, first ta- computer languages. You're talking about like punch cards. Yeah. Yeah. That's like the so, first computer language, right? So pun- a, punch cards weren't language. They were like essentially a writing system. Right. To that- input... Uh, words in the language that the computer was using. So but that, whether it was a, that's a language assi- in of itself. It's a language that's that's specific to that thing. Uh, yeah, but the language isn't the punch cards. Just like English isn't the book. English is the thing that we speak together. Right. And it's the language itself. But a, an individual book or the way that Eng- like uh, the alphabet is not English. It's right. the way that we write English. Right. Well, I, I, you know what I'm saying though. You know what I'm saying, dog. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. You know what sorry. I'm saying. I just, for some reason, thought cuneiform, my cuneiform, in my mind, that's what it was. It was some sort of because I just don't know anything about it. But you yeah. know. But I want to. Well, everyone, go to www.hillaryclinton.com/apps/slash. Uh, what Fact is it? Fact check. Fact check. Yeah. And we'll just see who's right about cuneiform. So you're saying that that's the greatest invention, but what happened to it? Um, it fell by the wayside when it was replaced by alphabets. But why? Why was why was it replaced by alphabets? An alphabet has between twenty and like thirty characters, and cuneiform signs. You're looking at thousands. So, I mean, to be fair, to because we live right. in an alphabet society, many parts of the world use still either syllabaries where every sign is a whole syllable. Right. Like Japan uses a syllabary, not an Isn't alphabet. Is Chinese the same way? Chinese. I was about to get to that. Okay. Chinese uses uh, a really complicated writing system that you, is like ideograms and logograms and and uh, oh, syllables uh-huh. and words and stuff all sort of combined in these signs, which are all made up of smaller signs and stuff. Wow. It's a very elegant writing system. I know people who have been like, uh, you know, it's one of they just use the alphabet or whatever, and it's actually the Chinese language system is smarter on a, really? on a number of levels, but it's also harder to be literate in. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's I mean, the learning, if I were to try to learn Mandarin right now, I think I would just be, that would be my life. Yeah, you should learn Mandarin. Yeah, uh, sure. I'll learn Mandarin. Check. Can we put that down? Learn Mandarin? Landerin. Do you want to uh, do some more nonsense? I want to... Because people wa- are probably right now being like, I no, thought not. this was a comedy podcast. No one knows shit. No one thinks shit. You know what they, you know what they think? They think what I tell them it is. If do you recognize this song yet? Yes. What is it? Well, you just fucked it up. No, I didn't. Yes, you did. See if I know it. Name of his song? Okay. Uh, Black Hole Sun. Oh, you gotta drop that D. Drop to the D and I'll play it for me. I wanna hear that song. I'm a DDP. What's it? Jesus Christ. How did you do that? This podcast is for me. 
I think that's what it is. The stars every day. We should do a second podcast called just fucking like. I don't really remember that part. Self indulgent half karaoke. He's got. The, he's a great. He is a phenomenal songwriter si- and, and singer. a singer. Yeah. Did you ever hear his solo album? I don't think I have. You know, I play a character who I play. I play a fictitious version of his son. John Cornell. Jake Cornell. Jake Cornell. <laughs> who has his own music. Oh yeah. Uh, hi. Welcome to. We're listening to KCRW. I am Monica Geller from Friends, and we are interviewing Jake. Uh, Cornell. Hey, man. How's it going, Jake? Uh, it's really good. It's a chill vibe here. I dig, I dig this. You know, I usually don't make it out of Venice that often, but this is, this is cool. I dig it. Well, we're really glad to have you in the space. Yeah, thanks. You know, it's a good space. I dig it. I like it. It's, it's really chill. So I have a couple questions for you. Ask, and I know that your, that your publicist said we couldn't ask about your father or Soundgarden. Well, uh, but we found it very difficult to think of anything else to talk about. <laughs> well, yeah, my dad uh, is Chris Cornell. Uh, I was born in the Viper Room, uh, the sound booth of the Viper Room. My mom was a waitress there. Uh, wow. and they, uh, not in my father's Wikipedia entry. Um, I don't know why. I, maybe I'm not his... Some people have said that I'm not actually his son. I Obviously, my musical uh, so wait, sound... So you took his last way. name? Yeah, I took it because, you know, I feel like a Cornell. And I didn't really get to know him. I was raised by Scott Wyland of uh, STP. Of course. And is Scott he still alive? How's he's he not. Doing? Scott Wyland passed is away he, about a year ago. He's not with us anymore? He's not. Scott was a beautiful soul. Um, How's that song go? Then you got it. Yeah. When I was in high school, we had a talent show. When I was in high school, we had a talent show. Yeah. And there was a band of like the kids who took music lessons. Right. Like the bass player, guitar player, who were all like into Les Claypool and whatever because yeah. they took music lessons. This sounds kind of like what band I was in. And so. they were like, um, we they were looking for a singer to sing yeah. Interstate Love Song for the talent show. Right. And they told, they were like, they asked me, they're like, we know you like to sing. Uh-huh. Could you do it? And I was like, sure. And they went, can you sing it just like Scott Weiland? And I was like, I wouldn't want to. I wouldn't try. I don't want to do an impression of Scott Weiland. <laughs> and they were like, well, screw you. <laughs> and they found a guy that would go like, Meanwhile, I formed my own band, and we did A Holiday by Weezer. That's a great song. Yeah. Let me just do a little housekeeping here. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to Live to Tape with Johnny Pemberton here on the Feral Audio Network. My guest is David Deneen Porter. He's a comedian, an author, a musician, a writer, uh, a future podcaster, uh, a bon vivant, lover of food, animals, drink, and sledding in the snow when available. If you want to, please rate and review this podcast. Please check out our host, Johnny Pemberton, on Twitter.com to find out when he's performing live. And also, rate and review and also donate to the podcast by shopping on Amazon with your body and mind. You could also check me out on Twitter. Check out David Deneen Porter on Twitter at... At Deneen Porter. Which is D-A-N... No, 
Nope. <laughs> no. D. David Deneen Porter's Twitter account is at D I N E E N P O R T E R. If you want it, you got it. If you get it, you got it. If you want to get baby, do what you wish. If you wanna learn my name, you gotta ask politely. Cuneiform, cuneiform, how do you say it? Cuneiform. Cuneiform. If you want to learn the correct pronunciations of words, send a self-addressed sealed envelope. <laughs> send a sealed envelope. Send a self-addressed sealed envelope <laughs> to one two three four Hickory Street, Bronx Village, C seven ten eleven twelve California Village Town. Get me back when you gotta bake it brown. I bake it till it's brown. It's a good town. about the fusion generator but daddy thinks it never gonna happen he says the fusion generator isn't so much a scientific problem as it is a technical one of building something that can contain and create the thing it needs to it's actually a problem with carpentry more than anything Dad, not everything has to do with carpentry and no I refuse to learn how to use a skill saw dad did you know that though this is all carpentry the issue? The fusion generator? Well, the theoretically, they know, yeah. Yeah, theoretically, but the biggest problem, I guess, is the physically engineering the machine. A machine small enough yeah, to they, fit inside a piano. They, they can't do it. They can't... They can't. No, I, I know. They can't be precise enough to make it. It's, it's very like, difficult to make a machine that can... Uh, isn't that through, funny, though? ...through pure magnets yeah. hold a tiny sun. It's funny, though, that, that, that it's, it's, it's a physical... The problem is... You know, they I've been saying this. They can't cut it clean enough. They can't make it. They can't yeah. make it. They're like a fucking watchmaker, but he's like, I am sorry. I cannot have, I do not have a tool yeah, small like enough a to manipulate this. Like a little yeah. jeweler's a monocle jeweler's little thing. He's, he's, he's working like, hard on that goddamn yeah, fusion, fusion machine. machine. <laughs> tiny little screwdrivers yeah. being like, uh, I need better tools. I need, I need pure Japanese steel. I need someone. Well, I don't know what accent this is. I need another watchmaker to make tools more precisely. <laughs> But I don't have the tools. It I must need, be much more precise. I need a bacteria-sized screwdriver. Flathead, please. Can you breathe on this? Isn't that crazy, though? Can you I, fill your mouth thing. with tools and breathe into this? <laughs> <laughs> oh I think that's so funny that, that, that it's that. That's, I, that's I mean, head. I don't think that, that's funny. I think that's really... I think it's ironic, I think that's I guess. really... Ironic. It's, I don't think you need to... Dictionary.com, that word. <laughs> I think it's really interesting, though, that um, this, it's exactly the same throughout all of history. Theoretically, people figured out 
thousands of years ago how to build a Korg mini micro Korg but synthesizer. Just, they didn't have. They just didn't have the uh, hand. Like hands used to be much bigger for right. one. So now the hands are much smaller. They can put all those fine parts. Yeah. They can put a MIDI interface in yeah. there. The thing is, uh, like Michio Kaku talks about how that silicone. It just you can't get it small enough. Yeah. So it'll reach it'll reach a threshold where uh, you know you're at like 0.1 nanometer sized uh, uh, transistor overlays, whatever, and the overlays of it's uh, too small. And then after that, it just like you get to the point where you're dealing with just a couple atoms. Right. Do you know what I mean? So then it's it's just not going to work. So they have to find a new material or a new method. Well, he says it's biological. The future is biological. The future is biological. Which I think makes sense because. I think it's gonna like you. People talk about nanobots. Yeah, but it's. I gonna, already have nanobots. Yeah, I, I, they're I, in my intestines yeah, right now. I have. I had yoga for breakfast. Uh, the gluten. Exactly. By the way, anti-gluten people, give it a rest. I'm. I'm. This fuck. has been give it a rest. <laughs> hey, hey, hey! You fucking anti-gluten. I'll tell you one thing. This gluten, give it a rest. Give it a rest. Tell me some more technology about that I don't know about. Uh, like ancient technology? Because I want to just... Uh, oh, tell me something. I, I just want to su sublimate, I just wanna, like, dude. Just fucking blow my mind already, dog. Dude, you got to tell me about more technology by the end of the day, bro. <laughs> well, this bomb's going to go off. I need to learn about a technology and fully understand it and envelop it in my mind capacity. I told you already, dude. The principal put a bomb in my chest. If I don't learn enough <laughs> technology by the end of the day, everyone's going to die, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Are you boys learning about technology in there? Dude, leave us alone. We're trying to learn about technology. I'll, t I'll tell you what we've done. We've installed a learning bomb to Gerald's chest. And I th I think it will be quite effective as the young man wishes to stay alive. He will learn. What? He has the capacity. And now we will finally know if it's nature versus nurture. I do say it's nurture as I feel that nature is intrinsically compromising and holds back from one's true self. Dude, your false dichotomy of nature versus nurture makes no sense, considering that it is within our nature to nurture. Whoa, the bomb deactivated! <laughs> I say, see? That's, that's the learning I looked for. It's a Buddhist cone I've put upon you like a trap on a mouse. And you've gotten out of it without your tail and your hands intact, I say. Whoa, wait a minute. I just realized that all humans are individuals and don't need systems to control us, man. I'm a libertarian now! No, oh, no, I, no, hold on. no, and you don't understand. You, we are all the same. We all exist in the same, same consciousness in this world. There's no, there's no individuality whatsoever. What's a beautiful core? There's no individuality. There's only morality, and it comes from God. Welcome to God Corner, I'm Carl, this is Jarl, my brother, and we're gonna give you a slice of fucking God over here, and yep, kinda okay. cut off a little slice and put that in your Corona. I'm gonna tell you right now, everything I learned about God, I learned about it from God himself, I'll tell you right now. I'll tell you right now that my friend God told me that he's coming to your house later tonight, and if you would better be there, that's all I'm gonna say on that topic. What I'm gonna say about that is something you gotta learn about. I think we should probably wrap this up here now, David. Oh, we're moving fun. This is I'm having fun too. Okay, I'm playing C for you.
Let's play a song to leave us with was a good day, I had a good time, I learned a lot about myself, I made a friend till the end of my life, a friend till the end of life, I learned a recipe and learned how to sharpen a knife. You always want to sharpen both sides I learned to dress myself and style my hair using product And now I can finally release my medical records to the sun Of the one I left behind These are the medical records of God He's plant flesh. He's plant flesh. And he has HPV. We all do. It's part of being human, having HPV. Human papilloma virus, you and me. If anyone out there knows where my car is, please call Carl Pudgorny at the high, highest point of town. He stands on top of a tower in the highest point of town, so just ask him, where's my car? He'll tell you. I'll tell you where your goddamn car is. It's up my ass. You get, out, get back to Canada, you freak. Oh, no. I've just been made fun of by the tallest man in town. That's the greatest disgrace a man from the north can face. Are you Jon Snow? I'm not Jon Snow. I'm I'm Kyle Snow. <laughs> and I'm actually the son of Michael Snow, who was the son of Richard Snow. I like Richard Snow. I like Richard Snow's legs. I think he's got strong legs, and I like the fact that he's got sixteen hands, and he puts them all on me every night. What accent is that from, Dave? Well, I do different accents, and they change location in England from time to time. But That's uh, like Liverpool? No. Manchester? No. Uh, Leeds? It's from Merseyside. <laughs> what know. side? Merseyside. I don't, I don't know. I just do accents that sound like the real accents. Like, I don't have any hands, but I like to give you a fiver. <laughs> I've got no broth, but my dad told me if I don't have broth, he's gonna give me 16 pounds. I like broth. I like cheese. I like broth. I like cheese. I like girls. I like sneeze. I like green. I like brown. I like all the people in Cider Town. Cider Town rules. What do people have to look forward to? These are the five Cider Town rules. Tell me three things that people have to look forward to. Uh, people have a lot to look forward to. Tell me three things, very specific things. Uh, my gradual return to uh, the physical realm. Okay. I think I've managed to to 
move beyond thought and now back into matter again. Okay. People have, uh, they can look forward to hopefully Johnny and I collaborating on a number of elegant, elegant yes. feasts, yes. Uh, which will be taking place at Griffith Park every night at midnight from now until the end of time. Yes, it's a legal feast. It's a lethal feast. A lethal feast. And uh, the third thing would be just your own journey of self-discovery as to what it is you want to do with your life and who it is you want to spend your life with. And let me just end by saying, when you realize that someone just makes your life better and easier, that's just, you know, focus on them and the people that make you feel bad, you know, get it, you know, screw them, get them out of your life. Let the haters hate. You know, all's fair in love and war, but the haters gotta go and you gotta, you know, get married young and have a kid. Get married young, 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 have a kid. This is your grandfather speaking to you.